Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Nerd. And welcome to episode 288. Today we're going to be talking about your tabletop painting area and you. Most likely we're going to be talking about like how to set it up, what to do with it, you know, what works for you, lighting, uh, chairs, desks, you know, everything we can talk about from the floor to the ceiling on everything and uh maybe to, you know helps people kind of you know figure out how to do it but before we do that we got to get to the business as john always tells me uh we want to thank creature caster for supporting our channel uh make sure you go check out their uh evening art of michael um check out their uh my mini factory tribe where you can get not only a cool 5th edition module, but some miniatures to go with the module and some other cool things. And also check out their store uh, where you can check out judgment models and miniatures and play that game, which is a lot of fun. Uh, and they're doing some new cool stuff coming out pretty soon with that. And uh, also all their just cool miniatures, period. Um, also Midnight Heroes, makers of awesome chibi models uh, and an Aussie chibi miniature game. Um, go and check them out. Hang out with them. Uh, you'll be seeing them. Uh, I think their next trip is going to probably be ReaperCon um, as their next one. Uh, we want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting our channel, providing it all their masses. They're there for good widgets and um, other products that they have out there for tons of different games. Uh, they're bringing out some new products pretty soon. I'm going to thank Parabellum War Games, makers of Conquest. Um, Conquest is doing a lot of change-ups right now. Um, not anything bad or good or anything, just providing like different buy-ins for different points levels, um, trying to help people get stuff in. Well, their main competition just suddenly came back from the dead. Yeah. Um, oh? Old World. Yeah, the Old World, oh. Warhammer. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're trying to, you know, get it in there. And their miniatures are great. I mean, everybody that's seen their miniatures know they've done some re-sculpts of some stuff. Um, and I think they're going to have a new army coming out pretty soon, uh, which will be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I'm looking forward to their uh, their Spire, their new Spire faction they got coming out, which is going to be like forest or dryad based or whatever. Uh, which would be interesting. I want to see what it looks like. I mean, they their sculpts are all kind of weird when it comes to that stuff, so we'll just wait and see. Uh, we want to thank Turbo Dork for being awesome and providing quality metallic and turbo shifting paints. Um, Those new bottles are hype. Those are great. Yeah. they uh, for, If you didn't know, they're redesigning their entire bottles, and they do look familiar for people that don't. Uh, they took the vape juice bottles and reconfigured them for paint and Brilliant. yeah and uh i'm not sure who all it is that they are they worked with on it but um they've got it reconfigured and it's supposed to you know not let it dry out it's supposed to got you know good flow so on and so forth so um, good to know good to know uh they'll be at adepticon in you know the next couple of months and i'm not sure if they have the new bottles there or not i wouldn't be surprised you can see them on their Facebook page. I've seen a bunch of pictures of them yeah. recently. Was... So they'll probably have some there, and I'll probably pick up a couple, at least a few to test out and try of oh, colors yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. have. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see because if those bottles work out and they're quality bottles and they're quality you know, storage, um, you might see a shift in people doing dropper bottles because some of these dropper bottles are pretty crappy. 
So. Yeah, I would say there's a whole range of they're they're all a little different too nowadays, which is getting a little weird. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, we got plenty of time. Um, I think that's it. Um, um. got everybody. So, um, if you weren't on the pre-ramble, we had a few announcements. Um, we've got uh, some new things coming out for More Than Dice. We have a, another podcast that's going to be joining underneath us that will be hosting their stuff from a prominent miniature uh, individual, which we cannot wait um, uh, to put their podcast on our network. Uh, it's just going to be the audio stream. They'll be keeping their own video. Um, we have uh, a new intro and outro being designed and written and composed. Um, this guy is actually a professional voiceover. Um, he's actually done some stuff uh, that you might have recognized. But it, I chose this guy because he was reasonably priced and um, and he was pretty cool. Um, we are working on a web page and trying to figure out if it's going to be something we want to try and do. Um type thing. I mean, they're not too expensive for a web page, but we want to make sure that it's worth our time and effort to yeah. put out a web page. Yeah. Um, we're going to be doing some um, if you see myself or nerd at Adepticon and you show us that you are either a follower on Facebook or a follower on Twitch or a Patreon subscriber, um, you will get a new More Than Dice sticker. Um, but you got to show it to us. Um, if you catch me once and nerd once, hey, you can get two. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but we'll be giving out stickers at um, at Adepticon. I just ordered some new ones. They should be here next week. Um, and we'll be giving them out at Adepticon. Don't forget Mizzy. Mizzy we don't have enough for too. Mizzy. We don't have enough for Mizzy. Mizzy's yet to. She's so going to kick you in the shin. <laughs> Um, so, which we actually do have, uh, something pretty funny on the intro, uh, about Captain Mizzy, so, um, I made sure that that was put in there. <laughs> it's entirely possible, Cookie, depending, depending, we, depending on the weather, we could get some, you know, parking lot grill going. Last year was horrible for the weather. Oh, yeah, last year was literally walking into Barovia. Yeah. Cookie, are you going to be there at, uh... Adepticon? So, uh, while we wait for Cookie to answer because of the lag and everything. Um, but we'll just have some cool stuff. There's some changes coming more than dice. Um, we're going to put a little bit more effort into it, uh, into the channel. Uh, I'm going to be doing a little bit more streaming. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out a good solid day. Uh, it'll be, you know, after and uh, Oh, that stinks, Cookie. Uh, maybe you can convince Nerd to like send you a sticker. <laughs> um, but we uh, we're going to do a little bit of change up, put a little bit more effort into the channel, doing some cool things, uh, kind of branching out. Uh, I got to figure out what day I want to stream. So I'm going to try to stream once a week, mostly for painting or just maybe some playing Final Fantasy. Just depends on what it is. Um, Type thing. Um, I think that's about it. Some cool stuff coming on. Um, got any shout outs this week, John? Uh, obviously, Carl Weathers. 
Yeah, which was interesting. I uh, I was looking on there to see if like he had like cancer or you know or something you know like he got into a wreck. It was just he passed away in his sleep. Yeah, I mean he was seventy six. Yeah, um, nothing you know there was no like big thing, um, but uh, you know as as that came across, I was like, man, I mean. He was a Mandalorian recently. You know, that was what he got. I wouldn't say re-famous, but, you know, brought him back in the spotlight was I mean, his role in Mandalorian. Because he hadn't been in much since. No. I mean, but it was really good. Roles. Yeah, it was yeah. really good and really fun. Um, and we'll have to see, you know, uh, what other things. Because um, there was a, an actor that passed away recently that was in Percy Jackson. Um, and then the ending of that. Uh, he plays Zeus and Percy Jackson. It was um um I oh, know I'm running blank on it. Um black guy um shit. I'm gonna be the one from John Wick? Mm. Uh, da, 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 da. And as soon as I say it, you're gonna be like, You're an idiot, Gonzo. I'm like, Yes, I know. Um Lance Riddick. The one from John Wick. Yeah, Lance Reddick. No, we can't hear you, by the way, if you're talking. Yes. <laughs> uh, he was in Percy Jackson, and it was uh, it was a good. They they attributed you know the the thing, but uh, you know going back and looking through, I was looking through Carl Weathers' IMDb, and you know he had some small roles here and there and everything, but you know Rocky series is you know what you know I remember him from a lot. Um, and then Predator, and then Mandalorian, and then, of course, Action Jackson. <laughs> Talk about more of that later. Yeah, because uh, some of us did watch some movies with him in it, um, just to kind of remember that man, because it was, I think that one of the best tributes I saw was the uh, the handshake grip uh, with Sylvester Stallone, and it was Sylvester Stallone's Arnold, hand. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Or is it Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, from Predator. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yeah, and then it was a ghost the hand. The other action hero. Yeah. And then it was the ghost hand, the ghost arm of whatever, and it was like the tribute to them, and I thought that was that was kind of sweet. Um, but, uh, we'll, big shout out to him. He was uh, part of some of our childhood, and like I said, the Rocky, definitely, because Rocky 1 was a, tw- when it came out, and in that episode, big spoiler, you know, Rocky doesn't win the first one. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of big, you know, shakeup. You know what? He's supposed to win. You know, he's the star of the story. And I was like, well, that's not how life is. <laughs> Wait, he was in Arrested Development? Yeah. Hmm. I don't remember him in there at all. Yeah. Well, he did like a lot of small roles also in yeah, between he did, everything. Yeah, a lot oh, yeah. of TV and everything. Um, well, like I said, we'll talk more about this in the media section. But so, Carl Weathers, uh, John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I have a uh, Code Fireball. Okay, nerd. Uh, Malibu and Sprite with lime. Malibu or Sprite and lime. That actually seems pretty decent. Uh, I'm doing the good old, nice uh, you know, water. Some good old H two O. Doing a bit of uh, you know cleansing and getting into the the healthy spirit. If you're uh, uh, on Facebook, uh, we 
I created a small group of people just to talk about, you know, eating healthier foods and stuff. So, um, just kind of doing my part right now, um, with my medication and everything that I have to do. So you can see all the stupid shit I am eating. <laughs> so guys, as usual, if you see something, say something. If you hear something, do something. And if you can't do something, find someone and will because we need to start looking after each other more now than ever. Yeah. yeah. Cheers, folks. Cheers. Cheers. To Carl and Lance. Oh, shit, yeah. Just a perfect amount of H2O in that water. Just totally quenches me. <laughs> I love when my podcast members just cringe at the smallest little stupidest shit. <laughs> You'd think we'd be used to it by now. Nope. Even nerd, you know, still kind of new with us comparatively. <laughs> John just is like... Fucking A, did he really just say the amount of H2O and H2O is good? <laughs> Look, it's not the stupidest thing I heard all week by a long stretch. But oh, no, no. What was the still. stupidest thing you've heard so far this week, John? I'd love to hear that because our viewers would love to hear that too. Well, I got to find it so they send it to you guys. Uh, some, some guy on Twitter and Gonzo thought it might be a joke. It's not a joke. I've already blocked him on Twitter apparently long before I saw this. He said, Rage Against the Machine and The Green Day have sadly abandoned their core conservative values and Christian messages in favor of woke tomfoolery. Which, I mean, it's hard to get dumber than that. Yeah, and my response was, if you haven't listened to Green Day or Rage Against the Machine, you know, tell me you haven't listened to them without telling me you haven't listened to them. Exactly. I'm going to switch over. I'm going to switch over the paint cam while we get. I was. I'm really flabbergasted because I think there was also someone else that had done something similar, uh, had said something similar, and I was like, "When did uh, Rage Against the Machine become so woke?" And I was like, "I and, and, and political." So they fucking started. And, and political. That was I'm the like, other thing too. Did you think the machine they were raging against was a printer? A fax. <laughs> it was a fax. Okay. No, it's the machine. That's why it's rage against the machine, not rage against the machine. The machine. Raging against Burt Kreischer. That's it. We solved it. <laughs> rage against Burt Kreischer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he wronged them in Russia, and now they made they made a whole career out of it. Yeah. I t- I I reviewed that when I saw that. Right. Yes. I remember, okay. I remember that being an early watch in the when I joined. Yes. Yes. Long live Mark Hamill. Long live Mark Hamill, indeed. <laughs> the best Joker. Oh, hands that at me. <laughs> yeah. That came through Twitter too. Someone's like, "Which of these is the best Joker?" And I'm like, "Where's Mark Hamill?" Live action ones. None of them. Yep. Yeah, Mark Hamill's voice for the Joker is just. So I will say, Chef I feel like the Joker is one of the best represented roles because everyone brings their own thing to it and each mm-hmm. one is different 
it's not like you get someone trying to do someone else who did the Joker. They're all doing their own thing. Even Jared Leto, who people hate. I'm like, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's a different take on it. I'm not going to get upset. I don't care. I don't care. I, don't care. I got better things to do and worry about that. Much better things. Like giant chickens and frogs from the abyss. They're scary as uh, shit. Those are not things that I have to worry about. <laughs> oh, sorry, I do. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Smoking. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Snorting, smoking, <laughs> inhaling, whatever. Drinking, worshiping. That dihydrogen monoxide. <laughs> well, you know that stuff. If you get it in your lungs, it'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Mizzy. I agree. Oh, what is she blabbing about? Oh, whatever. Uh, whatever. <laughs> so, um, one of our listeners just recently moved and is setting up their uh, hobby area and trying to get, you know, everything settled. So, I thought this would be a good subject to try to help that person out so they know, you know, what they can do and how to do it and, you know, what what could help them out. So l- let's start with the mo- one of the most important things that you need at your hobby area. And that's a good chair. I don't yes. care what anybody says. If you have a shitty chair, you're not going to want to paint and you're not going to no. want to sit down at your desk for, you know, hours or whatever. I sat on a stool side. for a year and a half before I got a real chair again. Yeah. But on the helpful side, if you do have a bad chair, you're best to, hobby in smaller chunks correct Mm -hmm. that way you're not you know move around a bit i have that sometimes you know way back in the day when i had my you know sciatica nerve acted up i had to to change you know i had two things i could do i could sit in a single position and not move which is not necessarily conducive for painting depending on where you're sitting um or i had to move around a lot so you'd come and do a little something then walk off and do something else you know just trying to keep yourself from from settling to the wrong way yeah, but it is very important, um, and they're not expensive. I mean, my mom got me this chair that I now have uh, for Christmas. It's under a hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, you don't yeah. have to spend you know five six hundred gaming chair, you know, yeah. of the like, decade. You need something that has got good cushion for your ass and yep. can help you with your posture. Yep. I mean, you 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 can use whatever, but if it works for you, it works for you. But yeah. just when you get it, make sure you start arranging your hobby. You're hobbying around your chair. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, making sure that you have a good, solid place to sit and it's, you know, not going to ruin your posture or ruin the way you sit and stuff is very, very important. Yeah, having good proper back support is good because, I mean, you're going to lean over for the miniatures occasionally anyway. So you might as well have something that can support you otherwise. Make sure you've got good lighting where you are as well. You could have the light of the sun like John has. Hold on. Light of the sun. I'm waiting for the cringe. There it is. (laughs) It burns. I'll be honest. I had uh, an old desk lamp that was bright, you Mm -hmm. know, with uh, the magnifier in the center. Great. Cheap option. It's great. Had it for years and years. Used it. Amazing. I still use it for action figures now, but this one from uh, from Red uh, from Redgrass Gaming, 
Yes. Was is really great. I love the way the each arm of it can move. <clears throat> um, it's very bright. You can control the brightness, but like you can do a lot with it. And since it moves in multiple directions, you can get that light right where you need it. So it's not burning out your eyes or you're not hitting your head on it while you're leaning over miniatures and coming back up or hitting your, or yeah, or hit, not hitting your head or like, if you've got one that's too low, like I've got, I hit my brush, the end of my brush on it all the time. Yeah. Have, or I end it... up, or I end up painting the magnifier. And <laughs> yeah. I have to clean it off. Or you have a camera sitting in the way. I that mean, too. uh, if you have a camera that you, or if you're looking to paint and have a camera pointing down, there are cameras that can help with that. I yeah. might suggest the Razer Kio because it has a, a light circle around it. Therefore, you're getting extra light. And maybe yeah. you don't need the light of the sun on top of that. Maybe your ambient light plus that would be enough for you to do what you need to on a stream. And uh, if you want to uh, stream, spoiler, get that's some... what I have. Yeah, get something with a manual focus as well, if you can, because mm. autofocus does not like to focus on minis. No, nope. not at all. Not at all. Yep. It'll be like, oh, look at your hands. Look at those nail beds. Oh, I my. Mean, technically speaking, the, the old standard Logitech, you can bring up the software and have it around so you can change it. So mm -hmm. that's not bad. Yeah. Um, that's what I got. Next thing is, so... None of us keep our painting areas clean. No. And, but I think the next most important thing is not actually have to do with the painting area itself. It has to do with your storage around it. Where you're keeping your paints, where you're keeping your tools, where you're keeping all the stuff so it's in arms reach. You don't have to stop and go. Um, uh, yeah, there we is do a have a Discord. Nice. Yeah. Let me get you the link for that. Not super active right now, but... You know, we get busy. We we'll come in spurts. There'll be a bunch of stuff, and then we'll all just go do other stuff. But your we storage can do area point important. Discord, and it should be good. Oh, okay. Just did. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, your I wasn't sure if we important. had that command set up or not. Yeah. Um. Like, so my hobby you can't see, but my hobby section is literally right over here to my right. Um, and underneath the desk, because I have an L desk, there is the that that three stack you know, plastic drawers that I put a lot of tools and stuff in. So easy access. I'll have to get out of my chair and grab them all. Then you guys can sort of see over here. I got paints here and here. So all I have to do is turn around and start looking for paints. And then behind me, as you guys can occasionally see, I've got drawers where I put, you know, hey, look, there's a bunch of models and extra headphones. There's more models in here with the Urban Mech. There's more models in there. There's models everywhere. Herbies. Yeah. But, say, or or if you're like me and you have to move your paints every time, I've got yeah. nice document tubs work great. And they're and cheap. It depends on how you move them. Like, that's great because it's sealed. So, like, if it flips over, no big deal. But, like, mm -hmm. I have, I get stuff in these. So, I just put stuff in these little things. So, they're, they're, yep. move them out of the way. Move. Yeah, whatever whatever away. works for you, however you decide you want to organize your space. It's also good but... to make sure that these drawers don't flip over when I pull out the paint things, because it keeps them stable, because that makes it exactly the right size. <laughs> it, You know, you can say a lot for all this repackaged stuff, but sometimes it is what you make of it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
If it doesn't fit, make alterations. You know, you just got to work for you. You can get ideas from everyone else. That's why we're trying to keep our ideas general. Like, hey, this will help you. This will help you. But you got to make it work for you. Stuff's got to be where you can grab it. Yeah. Yeah, our article says, I need to get rid of the bed, and that creates another problem where to sleep. Yeah, I know that feeling. I have, uh, I mean, I jokingly mentioned the Murphy bed, the one that, like, folds up and folds down. They're like, mm-hmm. they make those that are just freestanding. You just put it, it, it's great if you've got limited room. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? I also do, so for storage of paints, you know me, I have, you know, I 3D printed racks for myself. But yeah, I but have, you, also, you also have a plethora of space. Correct. I do have a plethora of space. You I also do. have a lot of paint. <laughs> <laughs> How many different paint lines do you have there? I'm counting at least five. Um, I have oh Scale God. 75, Two Thin Coat, uh, Cuttlefish, Turbo Dork. Uh, my contrast paints are over here. But what I was trying to get at is I have everything that I use all the time right in front of me. Now, yeah. I have to reach over because my lighting is a different lighting than everybody else's. I built my own Halo that's, rig. I That's what I want to get. What did you Isn't build yours out of? Uh, what I did is I found a good, you know, the good LED strips. And mm-hmm. these are just aluminum things that I found like two bucks at like office depot and i built okay. I, I bent them into the shape did a i don't know if you can see it but mm-hmm. uh, i don't know but there's got a the crisscross there yeah it's yep. crisscross but <clears throat> i took and made jump. a foot on each one of them and then velcroed that foot to the table ah so it's okay. you know, it's more stable it doesn't like move around yeah i've seen so many different variations of that I was just curious how you built yours. Yeah, and this only cost me probably like 20 bucks. That's not bad at all. I was going to say, yeah, that's the nice thing about LEDs. They're not expensive. Yeah, and it, it was just a simple, you know, bend the 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 arch into the shape I wanted, and then the LED strip has got a, you know, a sticky back on the back of it. So you just put it on there, and then, you know, it hangs off to the side, and I turn them on and turn them off. So, I mean, no issue there. I mean... I mean, there, there's alternatives. Like, John's lamp is amazing. It is. It was also yeah. not cheap. Correct. That was my point. I mean, I, I've been trying to find a good light source for painting miniatures for a long time. And, like, John's lamp, awesome. I just couldn't afford it when it came out because then it was a Kickstarter thing. Mm. And uh, so I was like, and I had already built this. So I wasn't too, you know too bad with Let me it suggest something else too and this is not to say part of your desk but having one of these i can't put yes. it on my headphones the light here is actually really useful oh the the like, goggles like honestly my ambient light with this is enough to paint by and i have to use the magnifier to paint because my eyes are fucking terrible those are better if you can find a good one the ones i found were all cheap nerd which one are, which one do you have which one you uh, they're more glasses like oh, they go over yeah, your, yeah, mine is the the like headband that wraps around. It's not it's not the all the way around like yours, but uh, yeah, so, it's it's they've got clip on interchangeable lenses. Yeah, so I had some of those. I like these. This is great. You know, you can lay and everything. It's just that it keeps breaking. 
Now, how are those to wear with glasses on? Uh, these were fine to wear with glasses on. Okay. I mean, they're even fine to wear. These are even fine to wear with, um, you know, my headphones on over them. Hmm. So it's just that it's they're cheap. They were like maybe ten bucks. So and you get what you pay for. Yeah. And the problem is, is like obviously the whole this part is the weak joint, and if that breaks, they're worthless. Mine, yeah, mine doesn't even have that. I've just got like the little fold-up ones. Well, yeah, so it has the folding ones, but it also they come off to put the band on if you want to use that instead. Okay. Yeah, so I used those for a bit, but I got sick of replacing them, so I bought the better one. Well, I can't wear my headphones with the better one. I can use earbuds, or I can just put on my speakers, and it works. Nice. But, yeah, that's an important thing. Like, if you're light, you, you have to find what works for you and what you can afford. If it's just, like, the cheap 20 even those 20 buck ones, chargeable light, LED, good enough for a whole painting session, just ch charge it after you're done. And, you know, maybe if you're not as big a head as I am, they'll last longer. Yeah. Also, I'm a little clumsy because of lack of depth perception. So. Xander, you're not wrong. Baker's, Baker's, rack racks are, Baker's racks are a great solution in terms of like vertical storage to to keep things dry. Either a either a speed rack or a baker's rack. If you can find like a, I used to ha I used to have a speed rack, uh, which are normally you can find in like bakeries and stuff like that. It's similar to a baker's rack, but it's the one that you just put uh, trays on. It doesn't have its own shelf so you can put you can space them out however you want mm -hmm. if you can find one of those on like facebook marketplace or uh craigslist or something like that they're not terribly expensive and they hold up really well i think honestly that those the biggest issue might be space for them that's always my problem with stuff yeah. space for stuff space is always gonna be an issue that's the reason why a lot of people kind of mount them on the wall or you know Oh yeah, like that's one of the things I look forward when we finish uh, uh, getting drywall and stuff up in the in the studio here is getting an actual display case to put some stuff in so that it's closed and not getting dirt from all the cars. <laughs> yeah, not getting all the dust in the universe. Yes. All the dust in the universe. Oh my all God. the dust. I mean, it, they already accumulate all the cat hair, so adding dust to that. Need to uh, invest in uh, compressed air. There you go. I, I had some. I need to go get. I need to go open another one. <laughs> yeah, I need to order some more. We ordered a bunch a while back, but I use them when models are sitting for too long. Also, when you're cleaning off your area, and, and there's other thing, once in a while you have to clean up your area. Oh yeah. I would suggest like if you get done a batch of models. You know, if you get that perfect stopping point where you can have all your models done or most of them at once. Move the one or two you're still working on the side and just clean up your whole area. Put the paints you need in one spot so you can put them back afterwards. Because we all keep the paints we're using on our current projects out. Yeah. I mean, that's just what we do. Take the, you do that thing and then you can clean up the whole thing, wipe it down. Um, there's a bunch of extra accoutrement you can get. Um, my buddy uh, Bowie, uh, sometimes a uh, watcher, uh, got me a... It's like a no-stick silicone-ish, not quite silicone, but like matte. Like glue won't stick to it, paint won't stick to it. It's just not good for 
putting your files or knives on, you can't cut on it because it's not good for that. But yeah. that combined with a standard, you know, cheapo cutting board you get from, you know, whomever. Army Painter has a bunch, too, their whole thing. Oh, yeah, you can go to Joanne Fabric and get one of their, like... Yeah, just uh, a cheap cutting mat. Yeah. And, and then you see to make sure you start putting stuff where you can get to it. Mm-hmm. You know, just think... And Adam Savage had a, good, had, a, had a good note when he talked about where he puts all of his tools. First thought, best thought. Yes. If you always reach one place for an item, put it there. Like, like My husband think, will never understand. <laughs> well, it's like if, if you're like, oh, hey, I need to put my uh, support out of the way. Like, I need to put my, you know, my little book with my painting recipes somewhere. Literally, I have just some space at the bottom of the desk and the top of my three rack. I need to actually start writing down my, my paint uh, recipes. Because I forget sometimes. Remember the whole note with, you know, Valkyrie, no idea what color painted her legs, couldn't find that color. Fuck, got some paint, no, no something else. But just having something, just for a little stuff, not like a huge bit. I just put little notes of like, this is how I do for the bases, this is what I do for this guy's base. Or if I do a certain thing again and again, I just put it in. You can even necessarily take one where you take a, make a mix of paint, you put a little splotch of it there so you can see what it looks like more or less. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I know but, people with like Citadel or some of the other ones will like paint the top of the bottle so they remember what color it is. Is like yeah. depending on how you have it stored. If mm-hmm. if you're not able to like see the side of the bottle and everything, you've just seen the top paint. Do a little paint swatch on the top so you can see. What yeah, that's the a good time. That's a good time saver. Um, and people do it on uh, like uh, these bottles as well. Well, those paint the little top mm-hmm. cap here circle. Exactly. Uh, if you can't see it a lot, it'll say it's a good time saver for that stuff. Um, a lot of it becomes sorting stuff so you need it. You know, Gonzo got me a uh, MDF cut uh, brush rack that Ooh. I can actually think I can grab. Actually, to find a place to grab it from. Say, so, yeah, I've got my little, I've got my little paint puck that I use to hold my brushes. And this works really well, you know. Put yep. a bunch of brushes in it. It doesn't take up a lot of space because they're pushing it straight up. And you've got a hobby tool. Like I've got a Sculpey tool here in the back. You know, just make sure that, that you have it in a spot that's not going to get hit and not going to fall or not get in your way. So I've started using something with my hobby space that I... Uh, so, like, say you need... You don't want to have to use your, rinse, your paint rinse water f- for, like, thinning out a paint or something like that. These bottles you can get cheap on Amazon. They're like, yep, that works too. A little squeeze bottle. Yep, little squeeze bottle of water. Save you a lot of headaches. Well, I have a couple different ones. I use that for that. I'll have this for washing out brushes that are something strange. Mm. And then my favorite for actual paint water is these. Oh, brilliant. What is so that? They don't necessarily jar. close as well, but they, you know, they close well enough. That it keeps it from drying out too much. And if you're not using it, like I'm, this is my metallic one. If you're not using it, you have cap on it, so you don't actually put it in the wrong one. So, a lot of little tools like that. Figure out um, uh, what works for you. Yeah, I was trying to think. Um, I know a lot of people use the little uh, poppet. Uh, fidget toys we've got our uh turbo dork silicone dry palettes but i know a lot of people have taken to using uh 
Well, I still use regular pallets occasionally too. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's not. Um, but just you know, my tip for these, and I've said this a couple times, is don't use anything that's abrasive on it because you're going to cause problems. And if you can't get the paint off, just put a little PVA glue on it, let it dry, then peel the whole thing off. I never thought about that. I always just soaked it in alcohol. That'll work too, but I just put a little PVA glue on it, water it down, thickness of maybe ice cream, melted ice cream-ish, let it go dry, then you can peel the whole thing off, almost all of it comes off. Job's a good one. Brilliant. Yeah, I keep a couple of those, and like little stuff, whatever you want. The the whole tile, people use just a... a, a Porcelain tile, like people use in the bathroom, great. Mm -hmm. A lot of places use those. Whatever you can find. I mean, when you go out to places, look for whatever they have. I've got, you know, still sealed just in case I need it. I've got another little pallet from Games Workshop back in the day. Yeah. You know, all these little things. But then make sure you put them in a spot where you can find them. Yes. I mean, I I harp on it a lot. The storage area around your hobby station is going to be important because you got to be able to grab the stuff. And I know having all these And do it without knocking half of it off of your space. Oh my god, yeah. Sometimes I reach across and something gets knocked over and I just get angry. And there's no one to blame but my damn self. Yup. So that's why I went to the paints behind me. You know, this whole thing here. You know, sometimes you can set up like... Now obviously this isn't ideal. Because it's bigger than that. So I just throw them in there. But if you can find something the right size, just put that there. Just wherever you can do it. Shelves, like these shelves... Super cheap. A whole lot of stuff. Obviously, I've got crap all through here. Not even super efficiently. And then, like, you know, I have extra things like this. This is my go bag when I go hobbying, but also in it, I have my stuff for uh, pinning and all because I have a little, I put my pin vices and all the stuff in my little bag here that zips up. Oh, yeah. Those are great. Little pencil bag. Yep. Um, and since it's a pencil bag, it's made to not get poked through easily. Mm hmm. You know, I just put it, you zip it up, pull it out when I need it. Just having that stuff, and it's handy, so I can get it whenever I need it. Yeah, you know, also in, you know, throw some extra stuff in there, you know, when I might need other things. Yeah, I'm going to have to make a go bag for Adepticon. Yeah, it's tough. Like, uh, <laughs> we we had one that they were working on, but uh, we haven't heard from them in a very long time, so that one's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, just, it's, these things evolve, and... You know, we, we, we spend so much time focusing on the painting. Sometimes we need to stop, take a look back, and make sure we're doing, taking care of the air around us, you know, because you're spending 15 minutes tearing up and, and breaking, tearing up and and uh, closing down after before and after each session. That's not terrible if you're doing, like, three or four-hour session. But if you're John and you're doing it 30 minutes at a time or so, that would be horrific. So it's all there, so I can just move stuff out real quick, boom, and put it all back. I had a good camera. I could take a picture of that. I could, I could take a video of how I do that. But, you know, and, and the stuff you find you need. Take, I cannot mention enough notepads. Little notepads yeah. like this are stupid cheap. And they're great for notes of stuff like, oh, what do I need? I need this thing. So if you find you need something, write it down. When you go to order something, you look like, no, I don't really need that. And then you're like, oh, wait, I do need that. And check it. Yeah. This thing's got three check marks. I fucking need to buy this. Or if you're like me and constantly losing said notebooks, Google Keep or things like that are also great. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you've got a smartphone that'll take voice, it'll it'll do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it just, just 
there's a lot of attention to detail you can do in how you were hobbying that will help you. It'll help make efficient use of your hobby space because we don't all have hobby space. Like theoretically, I mean, there's two empty rooms in this place. You know, Banyan is in the basement. And we got two extra rooms, so I could spread out. Like, like you see action figures here. Like, oh, John's got action figures. Like, this ain't shit. I have a whole another folding table that I use for working on action figures with light box and everything in another room. Yeah. You know, that's you just got to figure out what space. Like, but like this, you know. So I've got this whole thing here. So we got all this here. So it became the perfect place for this display. And maybe maybe have a miniature display. And put some miniatures there. You know, just something there. It's it's make the use of the space. Vertical is good. Whatever you can step on top, you know, put on top of something. And what did you make the uh, the building out of? Is that just cardboard? This paper? Yeah. No, I bought I bought this. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought and... you no, no. here. I thought you built it. No no. Neca made it. I'm pretty sure. Ah. Uh, uh, I I I bought it for like. I don't forget what it costs, but worth every fucking penny. But you can do that. If you make something out of cardboard or wood or whatever, you can do that. Um, yeah. And uh, if you're doing miniatures, you know, these things. Hold on. I've got two separate ones of these. Well, three technically. Dowels or whatever for putting miniatures on. These are I great just... for taking miniatures. Like, I used to take these on the go. They'll sit, like, in, like, the, the, the uh, footwell of a car and not move around too much. So something pretty good. Also, I have a, a old uh, cooler bag. I can put this in the cooler bag, so nothing kind of hits it there too. Nice. Yeah, I was you know? gonna say I haven't seen the one with the dowels, but I I used before I got hobby handles. Uh, I I just used uh, like old pill bottles. Yeah. Prescription. Yeah. Those will work. Um. Yeah. I like the dowels. Obviously, I, I mean honestly. Yeah. These are really good if you've got the models that'll fit on them. Yeah. But if not, the dowels or whatever, just with, you know, blue tack on them. Look at, we got some sponsor miniatures here. That's just blue tack on the bottom. And when it's like this, that goes underneath the lip. Because I'm, I'm not going to pull it off. All right. So here you go. Oh, my God. Look at all the blue tack in that spot that no one cares about. Who cares? You can get out yeah. what you can get out. You'll clean what you can clean. And it'll be all good. Just remember that blue tech does melt eventually in the heat, especially if you buying the cheap shit. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind. Yeah. Choice of experience. You know, that's why I've got certain ones where, like, it's running down the side and it's just been sitting on the top. So I would say as a hobby the tip, don't shit, don't buy cheap blue tech, buy good blue tech. Yes, get the good blue tech. And even though it's a very good quality... If you're using it for miniatures, not po hanging posters, do not fucking buy Elmer's Orange Tack. Yeah. That shit is great had... for posters and shitty for miniatures. I think I got the white 3M Oof, sticky that tack, and that stuff's uh, not any better. It's, it's the opposite. It doesn't stick to fucking anything. Yep. It's great for, like, when your models are only assembled and you need to have your... your Riders fit on the cavalry and not fall off the horses. It was great yeah. for that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of little things you can do and, you know, add to your hobby accoutrement that makes things easier. Um, you got to find out what you can get. Most of the stuff we've recommended, aside from the light of the sun, the most stuff I have is not expensive. Yeah. You know, I would say 
if you were to spend a lot of money on one thing, the light of the sun's definitely been worth it so far. Good lighting. I could see paying more for good lighting. Yeah. Well, you don't even have to go that far. Like, literally, I bet on Amazon you can find a good LED light that's got Correct. a magnifier in the center. And even if you're wearing the magnifying thing, that magnifier helps also because it's another avenue for you to magnify something. It's a different view. And you get used to painting underneath it. I painted underneath it for years. My uh, stepfather had one that I uh, borrowed from him uh, for years and years and years. And when I moved out, I'm like, shit, I need another one. And we got another one. And it's great. Like I said, it sits in there now for working on action figures. And yeah, those but of it, us with glasses whose eyes are going to shit. But the, that's the one thing that I could I could understand you spending a little bit more money on, oh, yeah, yeah. on because that's that changes up everything. Yes, and there were two cheap light two good cheap lights of the same brightness from two angles work, but you're gonna have to be consistent with that because otherwise you're gonna change the way it looks as you turn the model. So I've got I don't know if you guys can see this one. You can see this one. There's yeah, a light right that's here. Kind of like what I've got. Yeah. So killing me, Smalls. Yeah. So it's an extra light. It clips on. I can move it wherever. It's USB. Has to be near something. Um, I use that for working on stuff right here. But Kate, I used to have it over here to shine on there, but the light of the sun makes it unnecessary. But I used to use that to get just extra light on a certain way. You, you can do that. There's a lot of, like I just said, lighting is important. It is something you could spend extra on. Just, you know, you got a budget for what you can afford. Yeah. yeah. And you can't discount how much lighting helps. And make you know, sure you get a white light versus a warm light because it's going to affect yeah. the color, the way that colors look mm -hmm. while you're oh, painting. Yeah. yeah, soft white, not not best. Yeah. Daylight, daylight. Yeah. Come daylight, on, everyone, go home. <laughs> That's where I went to. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot, bunch, bunch. Daylight, go man, you want go home. Thanks, thanks. Now I'm going to have that stuck in my head for the rest of the day. At least they, it's not Jack Sparrow anymore. But they played occasionally on the uh, Jimmy Buffett uh, channel on Sirius XM. Of course there's a Jimmy Buffett channel. Why wouldn't there be? Like, you need to chill and you don't want... Like, I love a wide variety of music to be off topic, but sometimes you need something that is a certain level of chill so you can enhance your calm. Yep. John Spartan. Sometimes it needs to be done. Trust me. Traffic around here, well, traffic everywhere. If you're not like in the middle of nowhere, traffic problem sure can get shit. And it's a good way to chill out. You know, if you're listening to hard and heavy metal, sometimes it's going to, Enhance that mood, and someone's gonna like cut you off, and you're gonna be cursing up a storm. Or you, you Jimmy Buffett, and like, yeah, whatever, dude. I'll fucking get there. It's like my favorite bumper sticker I've seen is "You'll get there." So I think, like, back off, you'll get there. Like, yep, yep. But yeah, so in closing, like, light important. Um, just having a flat area to paint, like, yeah, I've I've painted in this desk. Um, I've done folding tables, like the right folding table. You may laugh, works. Yeah. It's got good or space. Or get like a, a, a big like TV tray that you can just prop up in front of your couch if that's where you're painting. I can't, I can't pull it out because my printer's on it, but I have a tray here. We get a bunch of the, the plastic ones from uh, uh, Walmart. Mm -hmm. 
they're great. We use them for everything because we don't have a lot of sort of like a kitchen table or anything. We've got a folding table that we sit in front of the TV and then people will be on the couches and they'll grab little trays for their own stuff. Yep. Whether it be for eating or for role playing. Yep. You know, it's, 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 there's a bunch of not even expensive things out there that can really enhance your quality of hobbying. Um, but it's just a matter of sitting there and a little bit of planning, a little bit of notes will go a long way. And one thing I say is, you know, since I've, you know, had to do what I do now, attention to detail has helped me a lot and I've gotten a lot better. And you'll notice little things, you know, you take notes, like I said, take notes of things you need and then looking at it when you make your, when you go buy stuff like, nah, I don't need this. And then next time you need it, just put a check next to it. Use the same list. So like, this thing has got like four checks next to it. I have to get this thing. All right. I got to ask. Where does everybody stand on brushes? Oh. Because name brand brushes are not necessarily going to be the best choice for you. I get like chibi brushes from Amazon and I swear that they last longer than my army painter ones. I all due respect to the wonderful company that is Army Painter. Yes. The brushes are fucking shit. Yes. I still buy them because they're cheap. Mm -hmm. But they are cheap and you're getting what you pay for. Yes. Occasionally you'll find one that lasts a while, but they're tip like I bought one of their other pencil case. Paper brushes too. I bought one of their Wargamer Kalinsky Masterclass, and it is the worst brush purchase I've ever made in my fucking life. The tip did not hold for long at all. It, it died quickly and has now become my uh, brush I use for uh, bullshit ceiling models because you don't need to be super careful with that, and I do it by hand. So, yeah, uh, like Zinnerboy, some... that's great. If you're bad with brushes, choose the cheap ones. Go on Amazon. Sure, you're getting you know a hundred brushes for ten bucks. They're crap, but yeah, they're cheap. Like the the Dick Blick is a uh, art supply store. Everybody laughs every time I say it. I grew I up with it. I, in, I grew up with it in my hometown, so I just never thought about it that way. You, but yeah, no. Blick... You try having to talk about them on the phone for work to people. You get over the laughing real quick on that. Yeah, but their Scholastic Wonder White brushes are really, really nice. They're cheap. You can get them in packs. Like, I think mine went up to a size 8, which I only really ever use for, like, large projects. But zero, 0 to 8 size, and you can get a pack for, like, 10 or $15. And they they make great wash brushes, especially, at, at least in my opinion, because um, I can see what color I'm picking up. Mm -hmm. and I will also say, though, on the, on the note of, of expensive brushes, I have one uh, Winsor Newton Series 7, and it's fucking great. Yeah. That's but what I only break it out for special occasions because I can't afford to keep replacing them if I'm a little rough on them. Um, yeah, it's, brushes are one of the things you're going to have to figure out for yourself what works and what doesn't. You know, if you're buying an army painter and it's holding a tip, just keep going. Yeah. Like, if they work for you, Great. Um, GW is actually actually solid quality for the price even. Like GW's always been right there. I prefer their older stuff, but the newer ones have been pretty good, so hmm. um, I think I've only ever tried Citadel uh dry brushes. 
Um, I miss the mineral dry brushes, but I mean, remember, I worked for Games Workshop for nine and a half years. So yeah. when they got rid of the, uh, they went from red to blue for the brushes. They were just giving away the old ones, and I'm like, nom, 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 nom. gone through them all in the <laughs> years since. But actually, I still have a couple. But I buy all sorts of brushes. I try them all out. Um, Reaper brushes, they're okay. Yeah. Um, Monument, they're okay. It's just that none of them. Not part of it's probably my ass, but none of them really hold a tip super well. So, except for that Windsor Newton, that thing. But then again, I take extra care of it, and that's another thing. Taking care of your brushes and brush soap it's important if you're spending any amount of money on there. If you're just buying the Amazon ones, don't don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Uh, Cookie Mandis asks, "How many airbrushes are too many before I become the crazy airbrush guy asking for a friend?" Um, I don't know because I've still not set up my airbrush. It's on the list, but I have two airbrushes. I have one that I use for primarily that is like priming or like quick base coats. And then I have one that I use for like details or, you know, that nature. So I only have two airbrushes. I have yeah. one and I still have yet to use it. I found, I found mine at a bin store for $7 and looked it up on Amazon. It was originally like an $80 airbrush. And I was like, yes, mine. <laughs> um, during like every year during the birthday of Mike, whoever made Micromark, they do a sale. And ours. Mm. Not Micromark, it's of the guys who make the airbrush, I forget the name, but they do a sale, and I got mine through Micromark on their sale, and it was just like, it's still in the box, gonna put it together, it's haven't yet. You have 12 airbrushes, that's, I mean, if you're used to airbrushing as, you know, a job, I understand that. That might be too many, but if you use multiple, I mean, it depends how many you use them, if it's, each one's got a different purpose. Be like saying, like, oh, I have 12 different brushes, like, oh yeah, I have more than 12 brushes, fuck yeah. I can see that. Most of it's, you know, because I don't want to have the tip fail when I really need it and not have a backup. And that's a good note. You should always have either that brush that is your backup and is always good. And if it fails, you're going to have to replace it immediately or just have like, Hey, I got a brand new brush here. Haven't opened it yet. When I need another tip, there we go. It'll work. It'll yep. work for a couple at least. But yeah, where you put those is important. It's another downside. I don't know if the army painter, triangular brushes is better or worse for a grip than the circular one i haven't done a study someone know. sure knows yeah i i bet i bet james waffle knows if i'd put money he would know oh yeah he would yeah. know i should i should put that in. i'm gonna jump into the stream once i'm gonna ask him which one's better because i don't know and i buy a lot of them and i'm not sure if i should change i can't make a scientific change test of it so uh gonna have to ask someone who knows Anything we didn't... I mean, I'm sure there's plenty we didn't cover. Anything inherently we didn't cover. Um. Oh, don't do what I did. If you, if you have a place where you store your paint that is not temperature controlled, <laughs> don't do it. Let Keep them in a temperature controlled place, or at least for the long term, store them in a temperature controlled place. Yes. But also let me say that you can buy a cheap cooler bag and store them in that, and it'll help a lot. Like if, oh, you, don't yeah. have, if you have a small amount of paints because you're just really tight, you're only painting a couple of things in a similar scheme, which is super cool. Mm -hmm. That bag is great. I used to store all my paints in there, and like 
it doesn't matter. Like it, it just enough temperature control that as long as you're not leaving it in the car in the sunlight all day, or, or you know, in the garage in the... during a blizzard. Yes, it'll it, it, it'll keep them good long enough for you to go. Oh crap! I gotta grab those. Yeah. So worth worth thinking about. I keep looking at mini fridges and thinking about like setting those to like a slightly more like room temperature setting and then just storing my paints in that. But that's a little excessive. <laughs> um, well, it depends if you can do not room temperature, you can do a little, a little cooler than room temperature. That'd be great for like a couple bottles of water. Also, when you see on the go, but that's another thing. Like, ah! I've thought Sorry, of putting a mini fridge up. under one of those things so I can just have, you know, not room temperature water at times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's frivolous, but if if it works for you, it works for you. Don't, you know, I'm not going to knock it. It is definitely worth considering. So those attention to detail things, you know, think about it. I think Gonzo has told us it's about time for media section. Well, I mean, I looked over and it was 7.57 and I was like, you know what? I am not going to get started on another color. I mean, I got almost the whole thing block colored out. Just got to start doing detail shading and highlighting. So I was like, that was, uh, you know, quality paint time. And that was only like, you know, 40 or so minutes. It's enough for a hobby stream. Yep. Yep. Which is, that's what I need to do is I need to, I need to start doing just a little bit of time. Doing just a little bit at a time. What else we need to do? We need to pass paint water. Oh, we haven't done that in a while, too. Yeah, we need another yeah. pass paint water. Yeah, that's another one of our Patreon-only or subscriber-only type things. Just um, not, not just don't try on a Wednesday. Wednesday doesn't work unless you want to start late. Well, late for me, not so late for you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to figure out another one. That was actually pretty fun because that's... Um, yeah, we're waiting. We're waiting for Mizzy because Mizzy had moved. So everybody doesn't know. Past the paint water oh, is. You're gonna blame Mizzy on that. I see how it is. Oh well, yeah, and uh, it's just us four getting together, bullshitting about random shit, and painting and hobbying and hanging out. Yeah. Um. So, but it, it's only for our, you know, subscribers. Uh, we do release episode on our Patreon and in the uh, subscriber only our area on Discord. Yeah, Carl Weathers Marathon. Marathon. <laughs> so, Sandra, what would you joke about that? But I actually do want to rewatch all the Rocky movies. Oh, okay. I'll be honest. Watch all the Rocky movies, rewatching a couple of them, and then into the Creed movies. I think that'd be a great, you know, I just need to get my ass together and do it. I just... I've only ever seen Rocky. I've seen Rocky, most of two, part of three, all of four, no one, five. Happy Gilmore, that? Oh, Cookie, we'll we'll talk about Carl Weathers in a moment, don't worry. Yeah, he was was the trainer. Yep, Chubbs. That's right, he was Chubbs! That's what that reference was when somebody said Chubbs died, and I'm just like, who's the heck is Adam Sandler had a really touching uh, tribute to him, too. I'm sure he did. Everyone did, it was, I mean... It's great too. Well, again, more of that in a moment as we get in the, the uh, media yeah. section where Gonza has like 47 things, Nerd has two or three, and I have three. Um, before, I I get start, before I start talking about not wrong. movie movies and our media things, I wanted to bring up something and it came up in the pre ramble and it uh, reminded me that um, 
I I've been watching a few episodes of I think it's Griselda. It's a Netflix show oh, about. How is that? It's okay. Um, just not my cup of tea, really. Uh, mm. but it's based in like the mid to late seventies. And so I was interesting. It was very interesting to watch it because they're on a flight in the seventies and someone's smoking in the, you know, cabin of the airplane. And yep. I'm like, yep. It, it, you know, it, it, you fly everywhere. From, everywhere. Everybody was smoking everywhere. Smoking in their bedroom, smoking down there, smoking on the plane, smoking in restaurants. And that got me thinking. I was like, I remember when you used to go to ask for a place to sit at a restaurant, you, they would ask you smoking or non-smoking section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and um, it wasn't Bob that Evans did the big thing where they had the smoking section sectioned off from everyone, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it, it got me and like everybody's smoking in this movie because everybody smoked, you know, in the, you know, the, the 70s and such. And it was everywhere. You know, it was like, oh, I'm sitting in the doctor's office smoking in the doctor's. I mean, it was just like everybody well, was smoking. Men. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's accurate. Yeah. People look like, oh, it's not like that. No, it was like that. Yeah. It's just it, smoking on airplanes. Yeah. Which was kind of weird. You get in an old airplane that got ashtrays. You're like, what is this? Dude, that's an ashtray. It's like, you can't smoke an airplane. That's where the no smoking sign exists. Yeah. Because you could. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, it came up and it was just watching the show and you're like, yeah, this is the 70s. It is very much relevant to all the smoking and you know now you see like maybe one person smoking in a tv show if that and if they do there is a if anybody show smoking in a tv show now there's like a warning smoking or you know you know well, a, they have to do by law because the tobacco company's got away with too much shit for too long yeah but i mean yep. it was like yeah that shit was like all I the actually time. noted when I was at the the dash in that the big sign above it says, you know, tobacco companies add extra nicotine to make sure that it's addictive to your cigarettes. And I'm like, we come a long way. Oh yeah, it's which is extra funny because that's a old smoking slogan from a smoking ad. Yeah, here for you. But I wanted to bring that up because it was just kind of you know it was an epiphany of watching this and everybody's smoking everywhere, and now it's like. That one little section outside at work <laughs> type thing. So In the cold. In the cold. Or far away. Um, so one of the things I did watch and um, uh, got to, I'm still not giving it a rating yet. Uh, episode three of Masters of the Air came out. Uh, this was a damn good episode. Um, I don't remember the air run and the raid that they went on. But this was a very, very good episode, and it is starting to kick off really well. The next episode, I'm like, yes. You know, there's, like, people that are down behind enemy I mean, lines, people that, you people know. People are telling me it's supposed to end up being, like, Band of Brothers just for, you know, the U.S. Army Air Corps. So, that sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, it's episode one and two were okay. They weren't bad. And then, all of a sudden, episode three, and you're like, shit, Yeah. This is good. This is this is fun. And now we're and there's none of that weird voiceover stuff anymore. It's now about the characters and about the people and you know about whoever and all this stuff is happening. And it was, I mean, it was. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I can't wait for episode three or episode four. Um, it's you know looks to be really really good. There's like I said, there's many of this behind enemy lines. There's you know different things that are happening. Um, so can't wait for it, John. 
Uh, I watched uh, Action Jackson. Yeah, which buddy. Is one of Carl Weathers' few like headlining leading roles. Um, I can tell you to start off why he didn't get too many more, and it's not his fault. This movie is R for for the only reason is they have Vanity and Sharon Stone when they were both trying to make it big, so they got to show them both off naked. Oh yeah. That is literally it. The action's not bloody. It is literally the epitome of a PG movie that they just added some TNA to to make it rated R, and that's a mistake. Because Carl Weathers has charisma to spare. He's great. He has <laughs> Cookie Man. This, you tore his arm off. He had his spare. The one-liners are terrible for this through most of the yeah. movie. But being an 80s action movie, it, it totally fits. Um, it's Carl Weathers plays Jericho Jackson, who's like got a law degree from Harvard, you know, you know, high school track star, but now he's a police officer and, you know, and the whole thing is a big, just standard police drama, well, a drama action movie. Um, he's up against coach. Um, my brain's not going to let me tell you the name, the guy from coach, Craig T. Nelson. Yes. Thank you. Um, and he, he plays a great bad guy. They're both hamming it up. They both know what movie they're in. Um, young Sharon Stone in it is great. Her and Carl Weathers have great chemistry together. And I'm kind of upset that they kill her off part of the way through the movie and change the love interest. Uh, well, there was a love interest for Sharon Stone, but make the love interest Vanity. Who could not act her way out of a wet paper bag? Who is Vanity? Oh, 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 oh boy. Um... She was a supposed to be pop star, Prince founder. They were going to make her a big okay. deal. She was in a bunch of movies and didn't really. So for those of you who've seen Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, if you haven't, why the hell not? Oh. Um, same person. And she is somehow has worse songs to sing and acts worse in this than she did in that. Like she's not like super cringe, but you're like Fucking Christ. Her and Carl Weathers have decent chemistry, but not like half, not even half the chemistry that her, him and Sharon Stone did. It was much more interesting. But it's a fun little action movie. It's got a whole ton of people that you've seen. It's got a bunch of people that he worked in Predator with. It's got Sonny Latham, who played uh, uh, the Indian in it as a, in there. It's got Bill Duke in it. It's, it's really great. It's got a bunch of like, oh, I recognize that guy's. And it's just a fun action movie. It's lots not of good character actors. Yeah, lots of good character actors. They're all playing their part. It it's enjoyable. That's all I can say. But enjoyable. It's not great. It's enjoyable. The podcast listened to um, what's the name? Uh, Junk Food Cinema did an episode on it year a couple years ago. Actually, at this point, more than a couple years, many years ago. And it was funny because it's like their 200th episode or something. So I listened to that again also after I watched it. And it's just worth it. I have it on a three pack. I don't know if you can, you can stream it anywhere. You can take a look for that. But you know, I got it in a three pack with two other action movies. I love those little collections on DVD. Um, I'm gonna give it uh, one and a half. Probably should be two, but you know, one and a half because Carl Weathers is just enjoyable to watch in it. And every character actor and every little character they put in the movie shows up again multiple times. It's got Biff Tannen in it too as a police officer. It's kind of funny. So there you go, Action Jackson. Rest in peace, Carl Weathers. You deserved more roles than you got. Nerd? 
Uh, speaking of action movies, I watched the new Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh. That's on Amazon Prime. Oh, uh, the, TV, Donald... the TV show? The show? Yeah, okay. Oh, it's... Yeah, the show. Duh. Not the movie. The one... The remake of the movie that they turned into a show. There we go. See, it's more like a reimagining, based on what Reimagining, thank you. Yes, Which is cool. Reimagining. Yes. I, I, I have no problem with reimaginings. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm only a couple episodes in. I'm enjoying it so far. Um love donald glover he's so good in everything he is he is and maya erskine who i'd never seen in anything before uh playing his wife she's fantastic absolutely fantastic in this and i look forward to uh continuing it but so far i give it i give it one i mean yeah yeah it's on my list too i just so it's interesting. Yeah, he's good stuff. And, I, and I really enjoyed the Brad Pitt engine and Angelina movie. It was, it was I enjoyable. I did too. I went into this not expecting it to be that. Like the trailers made it very obvious that's not the route they're going. They're going a lot more heavy into like the therapy side of things. Um, well, and you can do more with the series. That's, yeah. that's why I love the yeah, series the over movies it, in some cases. It's exploring their relationship a lot more. It's not just action scene, action scene, action scene with some, you know, relationship stuff. No, it's focusing more on the two main characters. And as I said with Roadhouse trailer last week, I am here for the reimagining of older properties rather than yes. straight remake. Here's the basic idea. We're just taking a different direction. That's great. Love it. Uh, I think you're up again. Yeah, I, I wanted to go back to one of the things um, uh, that uh, Xander was talking about. Um, you know, teen smoking and stuff like that during the time. But you know what really kicked off or made me laugh more than anything is the vending machine that had cigarettes in them. And you put like a dollar and quarters and can get a pack of cigarettes or, you know, mm-hmm. 75 cents. That was like, that's the epitome of that time. You know, you want a pack of cigarettes? Yeah, you can be five-year-old as long as you can put the quarters in there um and uh xander was talking about a series called space above and beyond i actually uh looked that up to see some of the actors and yeah that was a show that was cut down before its time it's it's one of those ones on the list and funny how most of them are science fiction series yeah but yeah it, it, it deserved better than it got and should have been longer yeah um Next thing I watched, um, it was a um, cartoon on Netflix. Uh, Orion so and the Dark. It's animation now. It's a cartoon. Um, and it's about a kid that is afraid of everything. And, I mean, you name it. He even spends, like, you know, the first ten minutes of the episode describing everything he's afraid of and why he's afraid of it and so on and so forth. And he has a problem going to sleep because he's afraid of the dark. And the dark is actually a entity with a brain and a voice and the dark flies through the air to make dark while light shines around the other ones you know they kind of like chase each other around and dark has like a bunch of friends that help him along the line and you think the show is about you know the kid getting over his a fear of being afraid of everything and that's mm-hmm. what it kind of is for a little bit and then it just goes off the rails and it's like someone decided to remove the plot halfway through the show and forget about it completely. And, you know, it's about, you know, him losing his fear of everything, you know, sitting by the girl, taking a chance on being, and it just goes, I mean, there's actually time traveling in this at one point. And I'm like, 
the show just goes way, way off the deep end and way out of the area. What show is this again? Orion in the Dark. Okay. And it just... It's, it's like they wanted to make a movie and wanted to do something cool. And then they were like, well, let's just add time traveling into this. Let's add, you know, the future, the past, and let's just go all this other stuff. And you're just like, the fuck? Why? What? And by the time you're done watching it, you're just like, that made no fucking sense whatsoever and really was trash. Would not be the first time I watched a movie that made no fucking sense. Well, yeah. Hashtag cat. Yeah. I was just like. <laughs> I tried, I tried to talk my roommate into watching cats. Why would you do that? Do you hate them? It's mean. I told her she didn't have to be sober. It's cruel and unusual punishment. That would probably make it better. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I like the animation. It's kind of like a clay animation style. Um, but it just wasn't good. The plot was all over the place. Acting, yeah, voice acting was fine. It's just like, where the hell are y'all going with this? This is not good. I mean, it gets like a three and a half to four type thing. It was just, man, I was really upset with that because I thought it was going to be, you know, about this kid doing stuff. Uh, so, no, I do not recommend pass, go somewhere else, get away from it, go where everything else is, find something different. Just not good. John? Uh, I finished Echo. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to start with the bad, because there's not a lot of it. I don't feel like it sucked the landing fully. Okay. It, it felt a little rushed in the end, and there's a couple parts that don't make any sense, and so you sort of have to fill in yourself, uh, for example, Kingpin's motivation at the end. It seems like he comes in, he does his thing in a certain way, and then the ending is a different way. You're like, the fuck? This is like a complete change from what you were doing previously. Yep. Mm. I agree with that. Um, and you can read into it that he's a lying, self-serving piece of shit. Which I think is what you should be reading into it. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to read into it. There's not even, like, it's not even like it's subtle. It's like there's fucking nothing. It's all left for you to decide, which I think is a disservice in this kind of series. Um, aside from those two minor things, the series is great. I enjoyed it. I enjoy how she's badass, but not like the baddest badass who ever did badass. Because there can't <laughs> be, everyone can't be that. You know, she has trouble taking on more than a couple guys at once. Um, I thought a couple of the uh, Sex Machina was a little weird, but not like terrible. But it's also parts that are really heartfelt, and I thought it was a good story. And from what I understand, it is very respectful to the culture, and I appreciate that. Yes. Um, I think overall I'd give it one, one and a half. Seems about right. Definitely worth watching. All the episodes came at once. None of them are too long. The last episode's a little shorter than the rest, and sort of like what I said. I feel like I could have used one more episode and, and fleshed out the ending of the story. But it's not like it was, like, unsatisfying. It's sort of a smaller story that involves bigger characters and, and does that pretty well. Yep. Nerd. Uh, I watched something that I had actively avoided watching for years and my roommate talked to me into watching it. Um, that was actually better than I expected. The Prince of Egypt. Because 
biblical stories aren't normally my bag. The animated so, one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the animated one. Uh, it. I had a little bit of a hard time believing Val Kilmer as Moses. <laughs> so that sort of suspension of disbelief and him also being the voice of God, I was like, mm, maybe. But cast-wise... Fantastic. Great animation. The music was beautiful. I see why it's really popular. It is not my kind of movie. It is it just it didn't maybe maybe I was the wrong maybe I just watched it the wrong time. If I'd watched it when I was younger, maybe I would have appreciated it more, but I I I see why it is very popular. I I give it like two space heartbeats because the, I think what bothered me the most and what was the whitewashing of the characters. <laughs> John, you got something I mean, yeah. to say? No, no, no. That, that's that's probably one of my biggest gripes. A lot of those things, also yeah. being in it, being an agnostic, I'm not necessarily big on the religious sort of like on the yeah, overtones it, in some cases, but. You know. Yeah, like my husband was even surprised that I was watching it. I'm just like, I, I pointed at my roommate and You got to keep it up with mine though, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, and everybody, th- I approached it from a musical point of view. Because that's what everybody that I had talked to about it would bring up was how good the music was in the movie. Which it was. It was really, really well written, beautiful, topic wise, not my thing. So, Gonzo? Um, I finished Percy Jackson and the Olympians. This Mm. is the remake of Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Um, And they're, you know, trying to cover all the books. Um, One thing I really, really liked about this is the characters that they cast are all kids. They're not 28-year-olds trying to be 15 or 17. They're actually Mm -hmm. 12 and 13-year-olds. That's one of the things that really got me about... uh turtles mutant mayhem all the voice actors of the turtles are actually teenagers yeah nice and so you know and that, that's what that was what was really good is there was actual you know kid kids in this uh, i don't know how well it followed the books because i've never read the books i just know about the series mm-hmm. uh type thing um lance reddick i said you know previously he was uh he plays zeus and you only see zeus in the final episode and he was really really good in that too I mean, his voice is just so iconic uh, yeah. type thing. And whenever he was in there, and of course they dedicated the entire series, season to him. Um, but I was, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good fun. Uh, the characters were nice and interesting. Nobody was, you know, bad or horrible. Uh, nothing that makes it, you know, stand out um, anything. But I, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Uh, I'm sure it's going to get another season because it was one of the highest watched and viewed um, TV series on Disney Plus right now, Um, which I'm good because we need good, you know, nothing that's dark, serious, hardcore, just something that's just good fun. I like that it hit the right notes because, you know, we both enjoyed Willow, but it was a little quirky and weird and didn't hit the right notes to everyone. Correct. So, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, overall, for the entire season, uh, I give it about a one. Um, there's a little, a couple of parts in there that you know, whatever. 
Um, you can tell they kind of had to, you know, push the story along a little bit more because you know that they this is a series and they can't just spend, you know, three episodes on them in camp type stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to more. Um, it's going to expand and do better. I'm sure they're going to get, like I said, it's going to get renewed. If it doesn't get renewed, I'm going to be very surprised. Uh, but I, I give it a one space RP. I, I enjoyed it. So it was a good fun. Cool. Uh, it does have a, an after credit scene on the last episode for me that hasn't finished it. Um, and it was actually kind of funny. Cool. John. Uh, I'm going to pivot to a video game. I've been playing some demos and stuff. I'm playing a demo of a roguelike, L-I-K-E, not light, like, with a K, uh, poker game called Balatro. Hmm. And it, it's still in demo, and there are tons of streamers playing it. There's tons of videos on YouTube, and I, I'm i really enjoying it. It's very fun. Um and the demo has a bunch of replayability in it, as far as I'm concerned. And then the full version comes out this month, I believe. So, um, yeah, I've been having fun. They apparently, like last month or something, they had a uh, invitational where they had a bunch of streamers and everyone, like, challenge to see who could get the most most uh, score in one in one match. And one of the guys I watched, Scootle, he did like you know. 150 million and, and like the last round of the demo takes like 64,000 to win so he did 1.5 million or 150 million and he didn't win someone got like 1.9 trillion or something like that holy crap and then he found a broke on steam yes cookie um he found a broken mechanic where he could I'm sure they're going to fix it in the full version, but he could get infinite money. And he took that one and did like 400 billion or something like that. That's on, like you can find a bunch on YouTube. Um, there's a bunch of streamers all watching it. And as a streamer, it's weird to say that I am surprised that how so many streamers are, you know, not to turn it out as a thing, but like the one person who got the big one was very, and I understand she'd been doing it for a while, for like in a long, long stream. But man, it was actually annoying, and I only watched the video because I wanted to see the score. <laughs> and some of these guys are crazy, but like the game looks great. I'm looking forward to getting the full one. I might actually purchase that. Uh, I mean, Rack and Slay, the other one I'm looking at, which is the billiards rogue like. Um, it doesn't come out until later in the year, but I, I'm almost definitely going to pick this up and enjoying it. I love the whole idea of. Since it's random what you get for, you know, upgrades and all, it's it's that whole having to make the most of what they give you, you know? And that's sort of my strategically and tactically what I like. You know, you get like, oh, I got this now. I got to pivot from what I was going to do. I got to do this instead. Wait, I can't just flush my way to victory? God damn it, I got to play something different? <laughs> but really, like, if you guys are remotely interested in roguelike games or poker games... Um, I think I, like uh, Rick, I think Ricky's not a fair. It's going to play a bunch of it when it comes out. He's a big poker fan. Um, so definitely check it out. Again, free demo. Give it a shot. Yay. I give it uh, zero, actually. Unlike a lot of games, like, you know, Rack and Slay, I give a little less because it can occasionally be maddening when things don't go the way it's supposed to go. Like, I don't feel like I should have fired off in that angle after hitting him. This is just all poker stuff. It's like, it did exactly what I said it to do. 
enjoying that. Uh, nerd. Uh, I'm going to review Has Been Hotel because I finally finished it. Um, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I see why you loved the loser song, Gonzo. <laughs> so that amazing. one was really, really good. It's my favorite song. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it is definitely the best one in the series. Um, I I give it zero space surveys. It is probably one of my favorite that I've come across in a long time. It's very out there. It's like like Gonzo said. It's very adult. But at the same time, it drills a lot of thing, or there's a lot of thing that it it absolutely nailed in terms of like taking care of your friends, taking care of yourself, seeing the best in people. Like it has so for for such an adult show, it has so much heart. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that one definitely gets a solid zero. I still I need to watch Hell of a Boss as well. Yeah, I, I've actually you know I've listened to the 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 soundtrack and the songs quite a few, and uh, Loser is my number one song on there. It is so yeah. good and so so horribly inappropriately good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I yeah I agree with you. Um, which we found out that the cast uh, Angel Dust. Catherine and like one or two other are coming to uh, one of our local conventions. Uh, I used, and I'm I used, like, mm, I might have to go there. <laughs> I used to uh, perform with one of the original Alistairs. Yeah. So. Voice actors back when it was just a wee, just a wee little pilot on YouTube. <laughs> um, I have one last thing and it's a video game. Um, <laughs> It was on sale and had been on a wish list. It was on PlayStation, and it's called Guilt, G-Y-L-T. And um, it's a small game. It's only like 20 bucks, um, and it, it, you can complete it in like five or six hours type thing. Uh, but what it is is you play like a 12-year-old girl that is armed with a flashlight and a fire extinguisher and can throw soda cans. And she's tossed into a nightmare world, and she has to go through these puzzles and hide. I mean, you're not, like, fighting these off, you know, these monsters with things. And some of them you can't, you know, kill or whatever. Um, but so it's normal flashlight, not uh, Commander Adama flashlight. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> the flashlight does eventually let you kill demons, but you have to, like, hit them That's in certain right. spots and stuff like that. But it's not like, you know, there's no guns, no knives, no, you know, no stuff like that. Um, a little bit of little nightmares vibes. Oh yeah, um, and pretty much what it is is the story is your cousin went missing and you're trying to find her. Uh, it's a story about bullying, uh, is what it is. Okay. And your cousin gets dragged into this nightmare world and you have to go and save her. It's not a very long game. Like I said, it's five or six hours to complete. Uh, cute little story. Uh, nice little animation to it. Uh, nice one. It's got three different endings to it, depending on how you complete the game. Uh, there's a shitty ending, a good ending, and a great ending. Um, but it was it was not bad. It was it was it was a little fun. Um, wasn't hard at all. Um, easy to complete. Um, just you know, and, and it's more of a stealth game than anything else. Um, making sure that you're hiding from these monsters because they could kill you in a heartbeat type thing. Um, so, you know, you throw cans of soda to make them go to other parts of the room so you can skulk around and, 
everything. Uh, but it was okay. Uh, it's got a lot of exploring, so you can go all uh, there's a lot of collecting to do in the game. So you can collect a lot of things to change how the story works and goes on and everything. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, very simple, very you know artsy, uh, very easy story to follow. Um, but it is you know kind of a heartfelt thing where you know this kid, one of your cousins, moves with you, and you know she gets bullied, and you you know you're having to deal with the aftermath of this, what, what's going on. Um, but there's a little weird thing, like your town is on top of like a gravesite or something, so or this, this mine, and so there's a little bit of hidden things. But overall, very solid little game. It's only like 20 bucks. Yeah, uh, I, just, I just added it to my wish list yeah. on, on Steam. Yeah, and, and, and it's worth playing. Um, it, I got my 20 bucks worth out of it. I mean, to play a video game for six hours and enjoy it, I'm happy. And it's a small independent company, too, so it's not like, you know, a blizzard or whatever. I got yeah. my entertainment value out of my 20 bucks. God, so I looked, I've played Balotro for 28 hours <laughs> since January 27th. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I overall, I give it like a one space herpy because, you know, it's there's a few things that are kind of, you know, ooh, whatever. But overall, it was very solid. Very fun, very interesting. I like the art style. Um, and it's, you know, you got to make sure that you're being stealthy and quiet. And, you know, fuck the little, fuck the raven monsters. Goddamn, those bastards suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> but just a solid, good, fun game. Um, and guys, that's it. That's our episode right. for the day. Um, it is time for us to switch off. We are actually going to send you to Runic Raccoon. Uh, Yay, which will runic. be uh, working on uh, a runathon. Uh, I'm actually doing a uh, charity D and D game with him on the 10th. That'll be on Zambi's channel. Okay. Got <laughs> you going everywhere uh, there. You name dropping everybody. <laughs> it's like she's popular or something. <laughs> well, it was originally to supposed to happen. Me. It was originally supposed to happen on New Year's, but Zambi's dog unfortunately got sick yeah. and passed away so yeah. we rescheduled it and we're doing it for for valentine's on the 10th so i i, I am playing a bard that's afraid of cats <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be interesting <laughs> go against my nature <laughs> big kitties so guys we're gonna yes. send you off to runet raccoon we appreciate you being here we appreciate you listening wherever you're listening um, be tuned into our Facebook uh, page or uh, Instagram and all of our places where we'll be doing some updates and some information. But uh, like we say, if you see something, say something. If you hear something, do something. If you can do something, do it. If you can't, find someone that will because we need to look after each other. For More Than Dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Nerd. Good night, folks. Make sure you hit that like on Runic Raccoon.